I'm recording in a position that I don't believe I've ever recorded this podcast. Like a, a physical position or like a mental, emotional, psychological position? Mainly physical. <laughs> okay. Are you like hanging upside down like a bat? No, no, not quite that complicated. But I am standing up. Ooh. Yes. Because my sister is taking <clears throat> back over her room, so I lost my desk for the remainder of my time here. And so th- there's no room for a desk in my bedroom. So what I have done is I cleared off the top of my dresser that mm-hmm. I've had since childhood. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that placing a keyboard on the dresser is perfect standing desk height for me. Mm-hmm. And then I took a very large stack of books and placed it also on top of my dresser. And my laptop mm-hmm. is perched upon that so that the screen is at vaguely eye level. Nice. Yeah, but now I have to stand up to record. I mean, I could, I think I could sit down. No, actually, no, I couldn't. The microphone, like, boom arm would totally reach down to the chair behind me, but the cable connecting it to my computer would probably unplug, and that wouldn't be great for the audio quality. Yeah, that might kind of mess with things a little bit, a little bitty bit. The other thing, I should have mentioned this before we started, but I'll just commit it to the episode, is I want to implore you, Grant, Uh to try and have... Very fine mic discipline, because I do not want to have to take a long time editing this episode, because I have to do it either tonight Mm -hmm. after we're done, or tomorrow morning before I start working. Okay. So. I'll do my best. That's my request from you. Or, I suppose I could just put that request out there, and now, listeners, you know that if things are a little messy, it's because I just literally didn't have time to spend, um the amount of effort that I normally do to make Grant sound good. Okay. So, long pauses are going to still be in there. Weird times where either of us hit our mic or whatever, uh, or me drinking water, are just going to live on in perpetuity Mm -hmm. in this episode. Okay. And we'll all just have to deal with it. It'll be uncut number three. Uh, Well, it won't be quite uncut, because I'm at least going to... It's not like the audio quality is going to be awful unless you happen to have broken your mic again. Um, it's, no, it's working. I double checked. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, that that was the uncut issue was like your microphone had been completely broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. Uh, this should not be that. I will actually like edit it and add in the transition noises. I've done this a couple of times where you know this was something that I originally told you is like in a pinch. All I really need to do is, you know, make an intro, put the intro noise in, find where the comics are, put those transition noises, and then mm-hmm. jump to the end and add the ending. And I, mm-hmm. I, I could edit this podcast in about 10 minutes if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I just tend not to. So. Yeah, but it's kind of weird standing up because it's like, you know, I need to kind of shift my weight around. A little bit so it's not doesn't feel awful you know and it's also been several months since i've used a standing desk obviously i used one for like 
18 months mm-hmm. and then everything happened and then I've just been sitting every single day for five months now other yeah. than walking. Um, but I have found that while I'm working, there are some tasks that I can do where I can sort of pace in place while I do it. Okay. And it's actually like, just in terms of like, uh, it, like it's good to be, to feel like, oh, I'm working and I'm not just like sitting on my butt doing literally nothing. Like when I'm sitting, I have to work. It feels like I have to try much harder in non-working times to like mm-hmm. go get my steps, go get exercise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, I'm still doing that. But on top of it, I'm standing for most of the day and I can sort of walk in place a little bit. And it just mm-hmm. it makes me feel a bit more positive throughout the day, you know? Yeah. Getting so, fit. Yeah. So I'm planning on, do you know the like desktop sit stand converter things? Have you seen I've those? seen them. Yeah. Yes. So I'm planning on getting one of those when I go back. I should have done it months ago, but months ago I didn't know how long this was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and as it con- continues on, and then, you know, I came back here, so I wasn't going to get one while I was here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get one when I, when I go back to San Diego, I think. Nice. Yeah. I bet you'll like that. Yeah. You better like it. I will if I get a good one. I mean, what I really want is a sit-stand desk itself, but I don't want to replace my desk right now. Yeah. Um, I can't really justify that expense. I can't justify like a $400 sit-stand desk, but I can justify like a $50 to $100, you know, little desktop thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Would, would you like to talk at all about what you were doing? I Either um, immediately before this or this weekend, causing us to record on a Tuesday? Oh, I... I was being a good son and helping my father with some landscaping. Um, and because I'm a good son and just like a total BA, I I assisted in moving over 1.5 tons of rock because I'm kind of a big deal. Okay, so how much... Nobody- Nobody can call me weak from now on. How much of that were you directly responsible for? Like, what was the method of moving and how many people were doing it? I would say either I had physical contact with or I had contact with an object such as a shovel or a rake that moved probably 1.4 of the 1.5 tons Hmm. of rock. Now, what I will say, to just slightly undercut you, is that 1.5 tons isn't that much. Yeah, so I'm going to do a real quick, I'm going to do a quick back of the napkin calculation. So, okay, so the other question is, like, what distance did you move this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How much work did you exert, so to speak? Not that much. How much work was done in a in a physics sense? Well, I think part of my job was designing the system which we used to move them, which was optimized to limit work. So I think that the actual work put in doesn't matter as much because I used my intelligence to decrease that as much as possible, which is also impressive. Sure. So you, you moved. Some, so, you moved so you moved 
lots of okay how heavy were were like were you doing like was this just like gravel or something that you were moving around like inch inch and a half rocks like the types of rocks that people pull like okay, around like lands- landscaping rocks gotcha yeah 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 gotcha so it was actually really easy it mm-hmm. was a lot easier than i was expecting because yeah. we loaded in the back of a pickup and then thankfully we were able to set it up so that we could just like push off the end of the pickup into a wheelbarrow wheel the wheelbarrow downhill and then dump it and then spread it down a hill to like even it out so all the movement was specifically designed to be downhill gotcha you never cease to amaze me grant you know what i've i've learned my lessons before moving rocking correctly yeah 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 in high school i for a summer helped some family friends do some landscaping Mm. moving like redoing the rock that was around their entire house gotcha it was a mass it looked like a tiny job but it was freaking impossible Mm. like it was real hard the worst experience that i had with landscape moving around stuff was aaron and i went and helped i think it was like someone at her church was asking for help from you know some strapping young fellows Mm-hmm. And so Aaron and I showed up, and I think maybe a couple others, and we were moving railroad ties around. Those are a nightmare, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> My God, it was bad. <laughs> I was Jesus. I was not really prepared mentally or physically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we got it done. And actually, these people that we were helping out, they were, uh, were they both? Well, one of them, I I know for sure one of them was a bassoon player for the Minnesota Orchestra, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Don't remember if the other one played an instrument too. I don't remember. Aaron probably remember, but yeah, so it was cool. Um, Yeah, that was a, wasn't a great day. They did buy us lunch though. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 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 It's just one of those days, you know, Mark. It really is. Tuesdays, man. Yeah, this is why we don't record on Tuesdays, isn't it? Because you're just not as dynamic as normal. That, that, that is. That really is it. That's the only reason. Other than uh, the fact that it's inconvenient with our recording schedule. Uh, yeah, or our release schedule. <laughs> oh, sorry. My mistake. Well, it's not... Like, I guess, based on the recording schedule that we've developed, recording on a Tuesday is inconvenient and that it's not a part of the recording schedule, but... Yes. <laughs> it's more inconvenient with the release schedule. Okay, I'm sorry. I was honestly getting worried because I couldn't remember which day we said that we were going to record. I thought that we may have said Wednesday, and then oh. I was freaking out because I'm busy, like, all of tomorrow, including in the entire evening. Yeah. It's like, oh man, what is gonna happen? And then like, you know, we're gonna have to like record and release an episode on Thursday. Like, ugh. I was freaking out for a minute. Then I texted you, and then you confirmed that we could record tonight. So that was better. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to calm your worries. Me too. But although we're probably gonna have to do like either this or a Monday next week because I'm camping this weekend. <laughs> 
Ah. We're not back till Monday. Okay, we can deal with that. We can deal with that. Yeah. Cool. Or we can't and the whole world's going to end. I mean, we can't rule it out, really. There was actually a, a Sunday night. I suppose you probably would have seen it. The very crazy storm and heat lightning mm-hmm. that we had. And Andy and I were playing pickleball that night. Oh my gosh. And we're just, and we're just watching outside. You know, it, you know, we're just like out there. It was perfect. It was like beautiful outside. And I text Andy be like, hey, like, you know, it's a great evening. Like, let's go take advantage of it. And so we go play pickleball. And like 15 minutes in, like, yeah. while, while we're there, we hear like low rumbling. And then big dark clouds start rolling in just like out of nowhere. Like it was just completely blue skies. And all of a sudden it's just thick gray clouds overhead. Mm-hmm. And it's still rumbling, you know. And there's a little bit of the heat lightning. And then mm-hmm. it started to uh, clear up a little bit and the sun started to set. So we had kind of like some thick clouds and some patches of sky and it's pink and orange and purple all over with lightning going through mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And we're just chilling there playing pickleball, you know, like can every at the end of each game, we're like, I don't know, do you want to chance another? It doesn't look, it's probably not going to rain. And <laughs> 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 uh, sure enough, it never did while we were there playing. Uh, it was great. It didn't rain till like whatever, 2 a.m. I mean, technically hailed, but uh, yeah, it was really, it was, it was a really cool. Uh, view though like seeing the like sunset clouds with lightning spiking through them oh i bet it was really sweet that sounds dope yeah so yeah i said that we should have gotten a metal boomerang and that sounds not like a good idea help the lightning shoot skeet (laughs) (laughs) i did i have i told you that i've been playing with my boomerang no Maybe you have. I don't know. Yeah. Have you been getting better? I feel like I remember you telling me that. I probably did tell you. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm about the same, but like I've had time and space to play around with it more the past week or so. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been good. How good are you? I mean, good enough that people would walk by and be like, oh, wow. But that's mostly, like, people don't often see boomerangs. And Mm -hmm. so when you see it move in a circular fashion at all, even if it doesn't come straight back to you, the fact that it's moving how it does Mm -hmm. is always really cool to see, even if you're the one throwing it. Like, even if it's a terrible throw, it's Mm -hmm. really just cool to be like, it's just crazy that this works at all, you know? Yeah. Like, that's always my feeling about them. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, depending on the wind, if you kind of are able to face the correct direction with the wind, like I can, once I sort of figure out the sort of angle and speed that I need to throw it at, which takes like probably like five to ten throws, once I kind of sort it out, then I can pretty consistently like at least get it close enough that I can jog towards it to catch it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. Do you think you got good aim? Like, could you hit something with it? I mean, I wouldn't want to try because I want it to come back with come back to me. Okay. I mean, if you put like a balloon out somewhere, then I could probably give it a shot if it's close enough. But like, you know, there are different kinds of boomerangs. Um, 
and the kind that I have, like the sort of flight path that it takes, is that it'll stay at about the level that you throw it at for, for while it's going kind of straight. And then mm-hmm. sort of at the end of its, like, direct distance from you on, like, a straight line, it'll start to curve, but it'll go up diagonally. So it kind of goes straight oh. out. You'll see it kind of kind of almost look like it just hit a corner. Like it just starts banking and going yeah. up at the same time. So it banks mm-hmm. to the left and goes up pretty high. And then it'll sort of come back down and, you know, depending on the type of day that it is, either it'll come blistering in to the point that the only way that I'm going to stop it is with maybe my foot if I'm that brave. Or <laughs> on better days, you can get it to kind of like, go behind you and then sort of flutter back in Ooh, that's the ideal way because then it doesn't hurt to catch it yeah (laughs) but there are other kinds of boomerangs that are that go in a much more like stay at a more consistent height and Mm -hmm. go kind of further around but they tend to be like these smaller lighter threefold ones versus mine is like a more traditional boomerang if you will Wow, I'm learning so much. I had no idea there were different types of boomerangs. Oh, yeah. Well, I was looking into it because I've had this boomerang for a very long time. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what, like, beginner boomerangs are as a, compared to, like, advanced boomerangs. Oh, my gosh. I haven't, like, bit the bullet and bought another boomerang yet. But considering this one's wood and I was out at Aaron's playing with it and her dog got a nice uh, bite on it. Ooh. Like, it still flies just fine, but it made me be like, yeah. Maybe I do just want like a new like carbon fiber one or something. Oh my god. Then you don't have to worry about it with wet grass. That's how you know you're a nerd. When you own multiple boomerangs. Yeah, but they also only cost like twenty bucks. <laughs> like they're super cheap. Even like <laughs> even American made ones. So <laughs> I'm tempted. I told Erin that she can get that for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh Alright. Well, we should probably uh is it that time of the evening? Stop blathering. I think it is. Oh, just get ready to start blathering again, though. Also, ah, is blathering geopomic. a word? Uh, yeah. I'll look it up right now to confirm that it is. No, that's fine. I trust you. Blathering. The action of talking long-windedly without making very much sense. Oh. I thought that was blabbering. Do I not uh, know what no, blabbering means? Blabbering is more like, you know, the first thing I, I like, double-click to highlight the word and it gave me a suggested search of blathering versus blabbering. In my mind, so I'm not going to click on it yet, blabbering, like to blabber, is almost more like to uh, be like an open mouth snitch sort of a person. Mm. Like blabbering is kind of like telling on someone, I think. Um, like accidentally snitching on them because you got a big mouth. Although, that doesn't seem to be... Okay, they do overlap quite a lot. Okay, so I was right. So blabber can mean to blather, but it also means what I said, to speak indiscreetly. Okay. So that's when I've normal that's when I would normally use that word. Mm-hmm. So blathering is kind of like babbling, if you will. Mm-hmm. As opposed to blabbering. <laughs> Very straightforward. Alright. Grant <laughs> has brought cornered by Mike Baldwin. 
Um, and we have, uh, we're at an office in a high rise, some other office buildings with small little smokestacks are off in the distance. And a man is standing on the left looking at probably his boss sitting at a, uh, quite a large looking desk in this comic. And the boss is saying, you'll do fine. Just follow your instincts and cover your tracks. So, Mark, in the same spirit, you got any dodgy advice? (laughs) I have a backup for when you inevitably don't have dodgy advice. Do I have dodgy advice? Um, So do you mean advice that, like, isn't necessarily a bad advice, but it, uh, but sort of implies um, uh, that should be used for ne'er-do-wells. I'm going to pretend I know what that means and say, I mean, sure. That's a, it's a wonderful... I, I have heard it, and like I do like contextually know what it means, but I don't actually know what it actually means. Is you this just going to be it? treat Grant how to... No, I don't. A ne'er-do-well is a person who is a good-for-nothing, lazy and irresponsible. Ah. I was thinking, like, yeah, advice that's, like, it's not like it's objectively bad advice, but it's probably, like, not the advice that you should be getting. Like, it'll it'll accomplish the goal, maybe not in the way that you want. Mm-hmm. Or uh, that you should want. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and come up with something uh, witty without taking too much time, because, again, I don't feel like editing. Um, let's That's see, fine. Follow your you instincts and cover your tracks. I'm going to go with... Um, hmm. I'm Okay. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Compared to the time that you take just to read a comic... Um, <laughs> no, I was trying to fill the silence so it wasn't awkward while you were thinking. Oh, yeah, that, I was that, trying that, to give you more time. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> that's actually what I was trying to do. Okay. I'm sorry if it came off wrong. That's Jeez. okay. That's okay. Um, I didn't know you were such a fragile flower, Mark. Hey, um, I can be a fragile flower. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Oh, no, I know. I'm a, I am a fragile flower, so takes um, one to no one. So I have the second part of my advice, but I'm trying to call up with the first part. I'm looking for the part, the actual part before the twist, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, um, uh, okay. Here's the unrefined version. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is something along the lines of, don't be afraid to look things up or clear your browser history. <laughs> I like that one. How'd I do? That's pretty good. good. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but what was your actual backup plan? Because I can't fill several minutes of attempting to come up with dodgy advice. That's fine. (laughs) I was going to ask you, do you think you have good instincts? Hmm. I have have follow-up questions too, so. No, I I have a follow-up question for your question first. No. Okay. So, uh, okay, fine. I'll answer first. I think yes, I have good instincts. But my follow-up question is, 
do you think that there are people out there who genuinely believe that their instincts are bad about something specific? Yes. Okay. Because, I mean, just saying, like, instincts, this is always the tough thing. Um, There are certain instincts that I probably, that I have that probably aren't good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But just, like, as a blanket statement, my own sort of personal bias is, like, yeah, I think I have good instincts about stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's a very broad statement, I think. Yeah. For, for for reference, the first thing that came to mind for good instincts was answering more of the question, am I a good judge of character? Oh, okay. Interesting you took it that way. Um, Despite, yeah, nothing about the comic actually, like, um, implying that. But that's sort of the first thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So... All right, follow-up questions, though. Well, now I'm trying to... I want to dig into your... <laughs> do you think... Do you think that there aren't people out there who don't believe they have good instincts for one thing or another? Do I think there aren't people? Uh, no, it's not necessarily that. I just think that if you were to ask a more specific question, especially about something that kind of matters, then people's own personal biases will often oh, uh, yeah. have them say that they probably are better but like of course it can go both ways you know you can have a sort of Dunning-Kruger where people are definitely going to say that they have great instincts mm-hmm. and you will also have people who are probably very like aggressively humble mm-hmm. in a real way and so they would be hesitant to say that oh yeah I have good instincts about whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was just curious, like, because I feel like that sort of self-assessment about something as intangible as instincts, yeah, is like you, you just kind of have a uh, all you really have is whatever your experience is so far. So yeah. that's why I say things like judge of character is like I've met lots and lots of people, and I'm not necessarily quick to judge. You know, but everyone has their first impression. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like when I've had first impressions that are negative, stuff surfaces around those people. Um, you know, not even necessarily directly with me, so I can sort of be like, oh, it's not my personal bias in that I'm not necessarily interacting with these people. Um, that seem to confirm certain things. And sure, sometimes I'm wrong, but that's like that's why it first came to my mind. Uh, but you could also be like, oh, do I have good instincts like playing baseball? Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, also mm-hmm. that. Do I have good instincts playing football or hockey? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Fascinating. Um, I definitely agree with kind of what you were saying about how it's probably one of those things that's intangible enough that kind of like the question of like, if you ask like people, do you think that you're better at X, Y, or Z than 50% of people? Probably more than 50% of people will say yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. When I was thinking, when you asked me, are there, do you think there are people who think they have bad instincts or in one thing or the other? Um, 
the first thing that came to mind is like I definitely know people who think they have bad instincts in terms of like choosing romantic partners. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's like the it's funny that, to me that that's the first thing that popped to mind, but like I definitely know of people who don't trust their instincts in that way because they've had either bad experiences or just don't trust themselves for X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a really tough position to be in where like, like I can totally get the like general like lack of confidence in something like dating because it's like, it's scary, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but to be at the point where it's like, you're not necessarily lacking confidence in how to date, but just like you have a track record that you can't quite figure out, um, or like, you know, issues that have happened, but you still can't sort of like avoid them. Mm -hmm. But yet you're also aware enough of a person to like know that. To know that there's issues going on. That's tough. Yeah. To be in that spot of. I like I know the issue. I acknowledge the issue. I know the issue is but me. But I can't quite figure out what the steps are yeah. other than like, you know, the only winning move is not to play, which is not a winning move <laughs> in, yeah. in a lot of these situations. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's tough. Hmm. Yeah. But I don't So know. No, go what ahead. were you going to say? No. no you go ahead. I want to hear the organic conversation, not my yeah, canned questions. <laughs> I, I was go- I was just going to ask, um, what are the things that you think you have good instincts about? Ooh, I think I. Uh, that's a good question. I think I am developing good instincts in very small areas of cooking, in terms of like. I was actually going to ask about that specifically. <laughs> in terms of like, uh, I don't even know in terms of what, but like things that I can like kind of mess with and make go together or kind of hack my way through a recipe or the other thing that I've been developing and I'm preface this with not for baking. Baking is a different issue. Cooking and baking are different things, mm-hmm. but I've gotten a lot better at cooking by eye and by taste and by tweaking. And so I think that I'm going to call that partially instincts rather than like reading a recipe and getting out my tablespoon every time I need to add like a tablespoon of oil or something. I think I've gotten a lot better at just like, "Mm, yeah, that's enough. So this is the other thing where self-awareness comes in where it's like, I know that I've probably gotten a little better at that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's not like cooking instincts. It's like laziness. You know, like, well, do I need to measure two tablespoons of oil? No. I'm not going to (laughs) bother. I don't know, but I think that... (laughs) So are you saying it's not instincts? Well, in something like... So this is why I'm trying to make the difference. Like, something like, oh, I have measured two tablespoons of something enough that I don't need to literally use it. Well, excuse me. I don't need to literally use a tablespoon. That's like experience more than instinct. Like that's a big, like there's a big difference between instinct and experience. I, you know, mm, I, I mean, experience I mean, causes experience, instinct. Exper- I don't think it causes it. Or it, it develops. It can, yeah. It can help develop it. But I, but like, 
there's something about the word instinct, like something about how that word feels to me that doesn't make it feel like measuring something. Like, like I guess I use the word instinct for stuff that isn't quantitative. So oh, that's fine, like, cause... like, like I totally feel like cooking instinct is like, yeah, you can figure out how much to use by taste. That was something you said, right? Yeah. You can like cook by taste and sort of fit and, and kind of get the instincts for like, oh yeah, I can add a little bit more of this because this is what I like and maybe a little less of that. All that's like, that's all instinct to me. I, I was, I was trying to contrast that from the very specific thing that oh, I said, okay. which is I'm not trying to cook by taste. I'm not, I don't care. Like I'm just saying. I don't need to literally measure olive oil because I'm lazy. I'm not going to clean a tablespoon full of olive oil if okay, I can just yeah. pour a little bit in. So, so you're talking more of like you're making, I don't know, like you're. Who cares? Like it doesn't matter. Like, but well, yeah, I'll like concrete sample. No, I know. Well, I'm just saying, like, like I, I'm not doing <laughs> stuff by instinct. I'm doing stuff out of laziness. Like when yeah. I'm just sort of shaking seasoning into something. It's not like an instinct. I'm not taste testing as I go along. I'm just like a. Oh, meh, that's oh, fine. You're, you're just throwing s together and hoping. Yeah. It turns out fine. Exactly. Okay. So like, it's not instinct. It's it's entirely laziness on my part. Okay. So that that's what that's what I, that's the point that I'm trying to make. But I also still mm-hmm. stand by my statement that the word instinct doesn't feel right for quantitative stuff. That's funny, because one of the other questions I was going to ask was literally about instinct in quantitative things. Like, like that what? was essentially the essence of the question. Like what? Do you have good instincts for measuring distances? Yeah, I don't think, like, I don't, like, the, the word instinct doesn't seem right for that. That's okay. more, that's like a, like, do you have good depth perception is another way to phrase that. See, and I don't think that's the same thing. Like, depth perception is like, uh, or do you have good spatial reasoning? Like, I don't. It doesn't feel like. And so you don't think spatial reasoning has to do with an instinct? I don't know. Like your specific question, like measuring distances <laughs> falls under spatial reasoning in a certain way, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you can have certain instincts about spatial reasoning but it just doesn't feel like just in my head applying the word instinct to something like can you reckon distances you know like what's the distance between those trees off in the distance or whatever mm-hmm. so um, what what is more feel of an right. instinct to you like is someone behind me is that an instinct i don't know i guess i guess in my mind it's just much more of a broader thing. Yeah. So like like something like measuring distances feels too specific. Okay. You know? Like same thing, like when I used my baseball example, I just said, do I have good instincts about baseball overall? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I, I didn't try and dive down too much into that. I could. Maybe there are slightly smaller scale things, but it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right for some reason. Okay. So like, would it be, would it start to feel uncomfortable if you're trying to say like, oh, do I have good instincts about what pitch to swing at? Or what pitch to throw? Yeah. Is is that still a okay place to use instinct or is that getting to a uh, uncomfortable area? 
No, that still feels like... But no, because that's not something that's quantitative. Like, that's why it still feels instinctual. It's like, oh, you know, for a simple example, okay. should I throw a fastball or a curveball? Well, like, mm-hmm. there's no, like... Like, you can, like, you can technically parse, like, years of data. If you're in the majors, at least, you can parse mm-hmm. years of data about how your pitch does against certain batters and this specific batter and how this specific batter does against certain pitches and certain counts. Like, you can literally crunch all those numbers. Oh, yeah. And they do. And that can inform calling a game. But that's that's still not like... It's not like an instinct for comparing it against what the data says. You know, when someone says, oh, they have good instincts, it's not about saying, oh, how much does their pitch selection align with what the data says they theoretically should do whatever whatever you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's instinct about you you do something or you have some feeling and you act on it and then there's a result and was that result favorable for you Mm -hmm. you know so instinct about something like very specific like measuring distances seems a bit weird but okay. if you could like soften that up a little bit somehow, um, then it might feel a little better. Like for like, example, like like a better way to phrase it might be something like going from distance to just specifically height. This still feels a little weird, but I, but I could ask a question like <laughs> Grant, do you think you have good instincts for whether you can jump over a given object? Oh. Okay, so you're abstracting it more than just from to a height to a difficult to quantify thing. Yeah, you, you're doing an action. And yes, you could sit there and be like, well, I know my vertical is this and I can figure out that that object is about this. Like, you can break it down that way. But typically, but I'm thinking like things that are in situ, so to speak. Like, you're running Ooh, and, and on a whim. my language. And in on situ. a whim, and, and on a whim, you're like, I'm going to try and hurdle this thing, this, you know baluster or whatever um, outside of a store. Uh, I'm going to try and jump over one of those big red balls at Target. Will, will I make it? <laughs> oh, oh god, that, oh, that brings back flashbacks. Yeah, but th- that's that's the sort of stuff that feels like more right to me. Yeah, okay. You know. Okay. Because instinct is like, like because I, I think of it more of like as a like like instinct is like a sort of animalistic thing. Right, mm. as in I, like that—that's what it feels like. Like an inst, like I don't, like that's what it feels like. That, that that's sort of like the meaning behind it. In like yeah. a raw sense, it's like animals have instincts. You know, a leopard does not know how to use a ruler, but they do have good instincts for whether they can jump up into a certain tree carrying their prey. Hmm. You know. So that, that's why I just felt sort of weird to be quantitative. Okay. Okay. So now that I have uh, pedantically walked you into a corner, let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Since we ha- only have a few minutes left. To WT Duck by Aaron Johnson. So we got we got two ducks this week. We got. Uh, left duck and right duck. So left duck says, 
to right duck who is standing in front of a massive bag full of something he says why the ginormous camera bag right duck says i carry a lens for every occasion then he goes starts oh this bag is a backpack he starts throwing this backpack around his back while having a camera hanging around his neck and says i always come and suddenly as he's getting the backpack the massive backpack on top of his back he flops over backwards turtle upturned position arms and legs waving in the air holding a camera in front of him takes two pictures click click and says prepared Oh, and he's got a right-angle lens, so it's, like, perfect because he was prepared to fall backwards on his back and still be able to take pictures of Left Duck. Oh, perfect. There you go. I missed that, but I caught it. Exactly. Instincts. I'm sorry, do you have good instincts for picking comics, Grant? (laughs) No, I was going to (laughs) say, I have good instincts for noticing when I'm reading a comic wrong. (laughs) Well, I, I don't think that that's a, an instinctual thing. I think that's a um, pick a number between one and a hundred. And if it's not two, then it's probably uh, not that great. What? Don't worry. That was a very convoluted way of me trying to say that you're bad at reading comics on a very frequent basis. <laughs> like, that's what I thought it meant, but I don't really get uh, how. Don't worry about it. Okay. So I just, camera? I, no, I did not, but I just wanted to talk to you kind of generally about your take on photography. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what does that sound mean? The necessary evil of photography. Okay. Or in some ways. Do you say? I don't know. I I don't like pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sound like such a grumpy old man here. Do you mean you don't like pictures of you, or you don't like pictures? Pictures are fine. Pictures of me are great, because they're of me. But, um, like, I don't like taking pictures. Because, probably mostly because I'm bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I guess that, it probably all stems from me being bad at taking good pictures. But it, then it kind of has morphed into like i just like don't like taking pictures of things because i would rather spend that time experiencing and enjoying it myself rather than Mm -hmm. wasting the time to take a picture of it that i am a probably not ever going to go back to really Mm -hmm. and b that isn't going to capture the real event at all because i don't know how to do that very well um i would rather put the time into like building the memory than <laughs> building the picture to try to hold on to it which will never live up to what it could have been i don't know yeah no it's totally fair i will just as a as a kind of closing thought or closing question for you um what about photography like for the sake of photography like photography as a modern substitute for painting no, I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I did a project on Ansel Adams in seventh grade. That's all I yeah. know about the subject. And you think that he's a goon for not just enjoying nature? 
No, because he's good at taking pictures. <laughs> okay. So they looked good. And then when I had to try to recreate something that looked like his style, and I spent literally an entire weekend outside in beautiful areas and then came back with two pictures that looked not totally trash, like <laughs> after a whole weekend of work, it was like, oh, yeah, like this is not my calling. Granted, the difference between me like, and but, him. Yeah, back then, like that's that's a thing. I mean, like if if you just take like a decent phone camera, you would do much better on set project if you tried. Put on a black and white filter, you know, take a picture of a tree. <laughs> but I, I no, I don't think so. I don't think it's just that easy. Uh, I mean, I'm saying that it would be better. <laughs> oh, better okay, than here, when I, I was doing it before. Here, here's our project for whenever we get to see each other in person again. No. We, okay. No, no, no. This is a funny project. Oh, I'll keep an open mind. We, uh, especially if, no, I don't know. We go find someplace with a hose or some sort of water spout. <clears throat> okay. And we shoot it up in the air and try and frame it in a way that makes it look like uh, Old Faithful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be so bad, but so great. Exactly. And then we just see, we look up Ansel Adam pictures and figure out, I only know that one because we had that photo in my house growing up. Uh, okay. So that's why I even know who Ansel Adams is. Um, but then we just look up other pictures and try and recreate them in dumb ways. We'll become Instagram famous, Grant. I don't want to be Instagram famous. We'll be Instagram anonymous, just like our okay. podcast. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Because I don't want to have to go telling people that I'm some like Instagram model or instagram influencer so that's right <laughs> cool sounds like a date anonymity that's my thing i know great hey you're cutting that out right mm-hmm.